It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans who are listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me next week on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time to get in on the action Locker Room. Changing the way we talk sports. Now today is our 500th episode here on Locked On Mets. I'm very excited about that. Not necessarily as excited about the news we have to discuss, which is that Carlos Carrasco is going to miss significant time with a torn hamstring. I'm going to talk about that in the first and second segments of the podcast. In the second segment, I'll also talk a little bit about this being our 500th episode And in the third segment, I'm going to tie in the 500th episode with the moment in Matt's history that most reflects 500, in my opinion, which is Gary Sheffield hitting his 500th home run in a Mets uniform. I have a special guest on in that third segment to talk about that moment, so make sure you stick around for that. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, Follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsMariseOnline.com. So let's now talk about the breaking news. Carlos Carrasco suffered another injury. This was during conditioning that followed a live BP he threw on Thursday. And throughout the day, we eventually learned that he had torn his right hamstring. Now, what this basically means, according to Mike Puma of the New York Post, is it's a high-grade tear, and he is looking to be sidelined for a minimum of six to eight weeks. So let's do the math on that. We're right now, it's March 18th as I'm recording, so that's mid-April, mid-May before he even gets cleared. Then he has to still ramp up and throw. I think at this point, 
I'd put him at about a similar timetable as Noah Syndergaard. And Noah Syndergaard is throwing bullpens at 96 miles per hour. So Noah Syndergaard may be back before Carlos Carrasco when it's all said and done. So this is a big blow to the Mets. We've talked about the trade at nauseum that brought Carrasco and Lindor to the Mets. And Lindor is obviously the headliner there. We always talk about Francisco Lindor, what he's going to bring to the Mets, having that level of a superstar. But I've always said that Carrasco almost filled a bigger need for this team because at the time, while you may not have had a superstar shortstop, you had a couple starting level shortstops in Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez, with Jimenez obviously having a great camp right now for the Indians. I think he's going to have a great career, but Lindor was a massive upgrade, but it was not necessarily filling a glaring need, whereas Carrasco at the time was filling a glaring need. You're talking about a rotation that was in shambles last season where you only could count on Jacob DeGrom. Luckily, Marcus Stroman returned off the qualifying offer, but the Mets needed to address their rotation, and getting Carrasco was the first big piece to do that. Now, luckily, the Mets were able to add depth, and now you're looking at the Taiwan Walker signing, and while I was a little bit critical of it at the time, I mean, looking back, it was a brilliant move to bring him in because now you have that coverage. Taiwan Walker can be your number three starter on opening day. Now, when you talk about that initial rotation with DeGrom, Stroman, Taiwan Walker, that is certainly better than going into this year with Jacob DeGrom, Marcus Stroman, and then all of those guys we were talking about competing for that fifth starter spot, all of them filling out the back end of the rotation. So that would have meant, you know, David Peterson being your three, Joey Luke Casey and Jordan Yamamoto filling out those last spots. Luckily, the Mets have Walker. And so that makes this a little bit of an easier pill to swallow. But Carlos Carrasco is a very good pitcher. And I think this is the type of injury that would have derailed the Mets in the past. And luckily, I think they have coverage for it. But you can't sit here and say, hey, the Mets are going to be just fine. I mean, this is a blow. You're still talking about a guy that has frontline starting pitching potential. And you're replacing him with a guy in Taiwan Walker who is still a very solid option, but I like him more as your four than your three. And then that just kind of goes down the line. You know, I like David Peterson as your five instead of your four and Luke Casey or Yamamoto, however they fill out that rotation. So I think the Mets are in this position now where they know there's reinforcements on the way. I remember they always talked about this during the Willapon era when you had a guy that was hurt, that was always like, hey, that's going to be our trade deadline acquisition. This year, the Mets can likely still make trade deadline acquisitions and have their injury reinforcements. And I think when you talk about what this team's going to look like in July, it's obviously going to be better than what it's going to look like right now, assuming you know the rest of the team stays healthy. But eventually, you're going to get to a point where the rotation should be some combination of Jacob DeGrom, Marcus Stroman, Taiwan Walker, Carlos Carrasco, and Noah Syndergaard. The question is, when are we going to see it? And as much as you know, the Mets had this great core of young starting pitching, and that was always kind of the thing, right, with the Jacob DeGrom, Matt Harvey, Steven Matt, Syndergaard, that whole crop, Zach Wheeler, you know, here they had the five young aces, what they are advertised for, and we never saw them in one rotation. So you can never take health for granted when it comes to starting pitching. This, unfortunately, is just one of those injuries that, you know, you can't really, you couldn't have predicted it. Something that 
I guess couldn't have been avoided. I mean, unfortunately, he was doing some running and a hamstring. He blew a tire there. He blew a hamstring, and that's going to affect the way this team looks early on. But I do think as we kind of transition into looking at what the Mets do now that he's out of the picture, I do think that luckily there's enough arms that are left in the stable here that the Mets are going to be okay. But I also don't want to, you know, kind of look past this injury and pretend like it's not a significant one. This is losing a pitcher who was supposed to be a really big part of your rotation for probably half of the season. And that's something that is going to be hard to overcome no matter how prepared you were to deal with injuries. So that's where we are. We'll talk about where the Mets go from here in just a minute. But bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football's been over, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing. And we have March Madness here. The tournament is always a thrilling time in sports. You can bet on that. Bet online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code Locked On. Again, that's promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now at the top of the show, I mentioned that today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room, and I'm excited to tell you more about this really cool app. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform. So think about sports talk radio, but brought to you in an app. It's free to download and to use, and I will be hosting rooms every Wednesdays when I'm planning at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So during this season, you could come on, watch a Mets game with me, talk about everything going on with the Mets. You could hear yourself featured on this podcast as we will have the audio recording and it could be played back the next day. You can engage with other fans, insiders, even athletes are going to be on this platform. It's really cool. We're really excited about it here at the Locked On Podcast Network. So all you have to do is download the Locker Room app, which is free at the iOS App Store, create your profile, link your Twitter, and then join the MLB group. From there, you can follow me at rfinkmets, and you will be notified when my room goes live. And again, I'm planning on going live on Locker Room on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So come on. I'm excited to talk to you all, get a little more personalized, locked-on Mets experience, and make sure you come with your best takes. I am really looking forward to engaging with all of you. Now, if you want to get more of the sports news you'd need in less time, I want to make sure you check out our Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. Locked On Today is a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. So start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Now I want to talk a little bit more about Carlos Carrasco before we kind of transition into the 500th episode part of this show And I just want to look at what the Mets are going to do from here. This competition for the fifth starter spot has been really kind of the biggest story in camp. Is it going to be David Peterson, the incumbent coming off a really good rookie year? Is it going to be Joey Lucchese, who was acquired in a three-team trade? Or Jordan Yamamoto, 
who was acquired in another deal after the Marlins let him go and put him out on waivers. All of these guys have pitched well throughout spring, particularly Jordan Yamamoto and Joey Lucchese. David Peterson had a rough outing the last time out, but I kind of felt like he came into camp with the edge as the guy that the Mets, you know, he was a homegrown player, obviously, and a guy that really did pitch well last season, was basically the Mets' number two starter in 2020 when everything else around Jacob DeGrom was kind of crumbling. And so now I really think there's an opportunity that all three of these guys make this team. The Mets aren't going to do a six-man rotation because Jacob DeGrom needs to pitch on regular rest, and Marcus Stroman quite honestly should as well. So you're not going to go that six-man rotation route. But one of the things that we've seen the Dodgers do in recent years, we've seen the Braves do this as well, when teams have a lot of pitching, you'll see someone like Julio Urias on the Dodgers, he'll come out of the bullpen. Because you know what? If it's a major league pitcher, they should be on your major league roster. Just because you have you know, some guys who are bullpen guys, that doesn't mean you have to fill out your bullpen with all relievers. The Mets can have a long man, and I believe they probably will. There's no reason why they should go into this season where you know that there's going to be injuries, there's going to be a lot of pitchers that didn't get their full run. I mean, no one got their full run in 2020, but a lot of pitchers that might need to be kind of protected a bit. And so to me, there's no reason why you can't have someone in your bullpen that's ready to give you three or four innings at any time. It's going to be tough to manage all that, but I really do believe that might be the route the Mets go, especially now that Carlos Carrasco is out. You know Syndergaard is out as well. You kind of want to see what you have in these guys. And unless they really decide that David Peterson should get some extra seasoning in AAA, I really don't see the downside in including all of them on your opening day roster. And obviously you have to decide which two to put in the starting rotation. But if you are to go that route, and let's just say the decision is we're going to put David Peterson in the rotation and Jordan Yamamoto and Joey Lucchese is going to make the team coming out of the bullpen as our long man. Well, if that is the decision they make, and that's what they go with, and in the first three starts, David Peterson gets knocked around, be very easy for the Mets to option him to AAA, to slide in Joey Lucchese if Lucchese is pitching well. And so I think that could be the way the Mets go, especially when you're talking about a minor league season that's not going to start immediately. I think that's something to mention as well. It's not like AAA is going to have their opening day the same week that the Mets are going to play. There's going to be a little bit of time in between there. There's going to be, I think there's still the alternate site at the start of the year before they eventually get the AAA season going. So if that's the case, I mean, why waste bullets at an alternate site when you have these guys who are firing at all cylinders right now? So I really do think that we could see that situation where all of them make the team unless the bullpen arms that are in camp just proved to be that good where you have to include them. I mean, there's a guy like Mike Montgomery who has the option to opt out. If the Mets really want to keep them and they're in that roster crunch and these starters all have options to go to the minors, maybe that ends up being the way they go to start the year because you just don't want to give up any depth if you don't have to, especially if all of these guys are pitching well. But what I want to do now is focus on this podcast and the fact that it is our 500th episode, which is a really significant milestone. There was a point in time when I first started this show where I didn't think I was going to make it to 50 episodes. 
It's tough to do a daily podcast. I appreciate more than anything the daily listeners that make this show part of their routine. That's why I'm happy to do it. I love sitting down at the computer, deciding what I'm going to talk about each day, and giving you my coverage of the Mets, my viewpoints on this team. I'm so thankful to the Locked On Podcast Network for giving me this opportunity and for all of the future opportunities that I'm going to have to kind of expand what I'm doing with this show. I mean, Locker Room is a great example of that, a way that I get to engage with you fans. So I just wanted to take a minute to thank you, the listener, because none of this is possible without you, to thank the Locked On Podcast Network for giving me this incredible platform. And I'm looking forward to recording the next 500 episodes because this team is more exciting now than it's ever been And we are in for a great season and hopefully a great couple years ahead with the New York Mets. So I am looking forward to recording this show for you every day as we have over the last few years. Now in just a minute, you're going to hear from a special guest as we commemorate the 500th episode with the moment in Mets history that's attached to 500. And that is when Gary Sheffield joined the 500 club, hitting his 500th home run in a Mets uniform. The first time anyone's ever done that as a pinch hitter. We're going to talk about that with a special guest in just a minute. But right now is a great time to go to BuiltBar.com because we've been telling you about Built Bar for a long time. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. They come low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. It really is an amazing tasting protein bar that comes covered in 100% chocolate. And right now we're trying to figure out which built bar is the best because it is built bar madness. Just like the NCAA, there is a tournament going on at builtbar.com to see which of their 18 amazing flavors is the best of the bunch. And today's matchup is double chocolate versus caramel brownie. So if you want to vote, go to builtbar.com or to built underscore bar on Twitter. And also, if you want to buy some built bars, remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is Locked15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Locked On Mets fans, this is our 500th episode, and whenever I think of 500 and the New York Mets, I think of Gary Sheffield hitting his 500th home run, and you may be surprised that I wasn't able to land Gary Sheffield for this podcast, but I'm very happy to be joined by Mitch Stetter, who gave up the home run. So first of all, thanks for coming on and being a good sport about this. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Ryan. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably a little bit easier to grab me than Gary right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Gary was a little busy, but I I do want to acknowledge before we talk about a home run you gave up, how impressive it is that you made it to the big leagues in your career, because I was a guy who pitched in high school, never had that 97 in my back pocket. 
and to see you make it to the big leagues. And I was looking through your numbers from 2007 through 2009, had a 346 ERA. As a lefty, you held opposing lefties to a 194 career batting average. So you had a nice career. I just want to acknowledge that before we talk about a home run. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I was a soft toss and lefty, so it was a pretty good matchup for Gary Sheffield, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was his job that year. You know, he came in to be that right-handed bat off the bench to face lefties, and it was April 17th, Brewers versus Mets. In that game, uh, the Mets jumped out to a 3 nothing lead. The Brewers scored one in the fifth and scored three in the sixth to give you guys a lead. You enter in the bottom of the seventh inning. What I want to know is at that time, Sheffield – came into the season with 499 home runs. Were you aware of that as he stepped up to the box? No, I had uh, zero clue of that. And I didn't know what was going on after he hit the home run and the whole, whole dugout was out on the field. And I was like, I mean, this is a game in April and they, they tied the game four to four. And I was like, man, they really made this out to be a big deal. So yeah. I had no clue what was going on. <laughs> That's funny. Cause I was wondering that. Cause I mean, since I knew I was going to talk to you, I was watching the highlight and I was putting myself in your shoes I'm imagining you're in this spot. You know you still have to face Jose Reyes and Daniel Murphy and David Wright, all these hitters at the tie game still, and they're playing the natural music, and, and everyone's coming out of the dugout. So that must have been a really weird spot for you. It, I mean, it was definitely definitely strange. Like, I came into the game, and it was going to be 9-1-2, and like you said, it was probably Reyes and Murphy, so switch and a lefty. And like I said, I was a situational lefty. So I was coming in in those situations. So it was pitcher spot, you know, and then a switch hitter and then a lefty. So they pinch hit Sheffield. And uh, I think it ended up going nine pitches. And uh, I was hoping that one was going to hook foul, but but it didn't. And, um, you know, he, he ran around the bases and I, you know, I didn't think anything of it. Looked over at the dugout, like I said, and, and they were all out of the dugout. And I was like, that's the strangest thing ever that they're, they're that happy about a home run. <laughs> Did, did you find out before you left the field or is that something that you didn't learn about until like after the game? I think maybe I saw it on the, on the jumbotron or whatever, okay. like 500th home run. I remember thinking, I'm like, Oh, well, you know, being a guy that was more or less a scrub kind of going back and forth between the minor leagues. And I was like, well, I guess I'll be known for something. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's kind of a career highlight. What is it like now? I mean, at the time, I imagine, you know, you're, you're still in a big spot. You're trying to help your team win. So at the time, obviously, it's rough to go at the home run. But now when you look back on it, to be part of, you know, big league history at a sport like baseball or history is so important. It's got to be kind of cool to look back on. It was. It was it's definitely a cool thing to, to think about. Like I was a part of, of baseball history. Um, I remember after we played the Mets at home shortly after and I had, you know, one of the players, somebody came up and said, hey, you know, you should probably ask him if he'll sign a baseball for you. And I was actually just looking for it. We're kind of packing up. We're getting ready to move and I couldn't find the baseball. But um, he did sign a baseball like 500th homer, uh, Gary Sheffield. Um, I didn't have too many guys do autographs, but I, I did do that one. I thought that was a pretty smart idea. That's cool. Did he, did he write thank you on the ball or did he thank you when he hit it to you? I, yeah, um, I'm not sure. So I didn't hand him the ball. I think somebody, you know, gave it to him like a clubby in, in, in the other clubhouse and asked if he would sign it for me. And, and he did. So uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. And I guess the last question I'll ask, you know, when you're a guy, like you said, who is going up and down from the minors and the majors, what is it like to face someone like Gary Sheffield, who I'm sure you've been watching for such a long time as one of the stars in the game? 
I mean, it's definitely special. I, uh, my second outing in my career, I faced Griffey. So this is like King Griffey Jr. was a guy where, you know, we grew up and you were trying to get his baseball card and, and you know, do everything you can to watch Griffey. And um, I was a Reds fan growing up, too. Uh, you know, when he went over to Cincinnati and stuff. So that was cool. And then and then getting drafted and then all of a sudden I find myself in a game and he's coming to the plate. And I mean, I was so nervous. You don't even know. And um, I struck him out on three pitches. And I remember like, I mean, I was walking on clouds around the mound like I could not believe it. And, you know, after the game, I, my dad was at the game and we live close to Cincinnati in southern Indiana. So uh, my parents were there and, and my dad was like, that was the coolest thing. I don't care if you ever pitch again in your life. That was the, that was the best thing I've ever seen. So it was pretty special. And then, and then to, to face a guy, you know, like Gary Sheffield in that situation too, and give up his 500th and, you know, some of those guys that were toward the end of their career and facing those guys. And like, you know, you mentioned it now to the players that I have, and it, they're probably like, Oh my gosh, you, you're old. You pitched against this guy or whatever. <laughs> so it was just kind of perfect timing. I was kind of starting, uh, a small big league career and, and they were kind of finishing up. So it was pretty special. You'll know it, it's, you're getting old when at some point you tell you know, a young prospect, you gave up Sheffield's 500th home run and they say, <laughs> who's Gary Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause that'll happen here pretty soon for sure. Well, thank you so much for spending a little time with me on my 500th episode to talk about this. Uh, good luck with everything going on with the Royals right now. Thank you. I appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks for having me. That's going to be all for today's edition of Locked on Mets. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you get your podcast. make sure you follow me on Twitter, at FinkelsteinRyan. Follow the show, at Locked on Mets. And if you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. And that's Locked on MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice, Aron Layton. It is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to to the stars of tomorrow. From team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game, Locked On MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. So subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.